Welcome to the Parenting Teen Solution Podcast, where we help strengthen family connections by supporting parents with tools and tips on how to communicate effectively with their preteens and teens. Are you a parent struggling to understand the changes in your teen? Are you worried about the communication gap um, between your teenager and yourself? Are you upset about the lack of motivation you are beginning to notice in your teen? We all experience one or more of these at some point in our teenager's adolescent journey. Stay tuned. Let's talk. Let's share. And let's help each other as we take this ride with our teens. Remember, when we know better as parents, we do better. This is your host, Fina Chichi Ikeji. What does it look like to be a non-judgmental parent? You know, a lot of times in my work with teenagers, a lot of times teenagers say they don't share a lot with their parents because they are fearful of being judged. So they, this is always running in their minds that, oh, if I say this, what if my mom says this? What if my dad says this? The fear of being judged is um, puts teenagers off from really sharing their hearts and their concerns with a lot of parents. So I thought today, let's just share on what it looks like being a non-judgmental parent. Because parents, I don't think we set up and just wake up in the morning and say, oh, today I'm going to be non I'm going to be judgmental to my teenagers. We never do that. But sometimes the way we come across in when we're listening to our teenagers can sound or look judgmental, especially because we have more experience, more knowledge about what our teenagers are, are sharing. We've been, you know, we've been alive more years than they have. So sometimes because of what we know, we may come across um, as being judgmental when we're trying to give advice or trying to hear them out. So here are some ways that we could actually be non-judgmental. And they can actually see us as non-judgmental. And a lot of times it's in the conversations we have um, with them. Number one first I would say is remember that your teenager is unique. So your teenager coming to you with a concern or a problem or something that's happened in school... They're coming to you based on their own person. They're unique. It's the, it's the way they feel about it. It's the way they've um, processed um, the concern that they have um, that they're coming to share with you. So remember their uniqueness because when we don't remember their uniqueness, we tend to think, why are they, why are they bothered about that? We, we tend to compare them to probably our, our positions of how we are now. Um, we tend to probably dismiss them because we've not remembered that they are unique. They are coming from their own point of view. So hearing them out from their own uniqueness makes a difference and makes us less judgmental when we are listening to them. Number two, I would say here is reflect on your own state of mind as well when your teenager comes to talk to you. If you're flustered, if you're upset about something, if you're stressed out about something, you're not really in a good position to actually hear your teenagers out in that moment. So reflect on your state of mind. Are you in a good state of mind? Are you ready to hear them out? And if you're not ready, then you can say very politely and respectfully, can we have a chat about this soon? Can you give me five minutes? I'm just going to do something and just give me five minutes, you know. So give yourself some space if you know that you don't, you're not really in the right state of mind to hear them out. Because I tell you something with teenagers, if you 
are not in the right state of mind to hear them out and you just go ahead and hear them out. Your reactions at that point may not be what you intended, but that's what is that reaction your teenagers will see. And that could then put them off from coming to you next time. So really assess your state of mind. Are you in the right state of mind to hear them out and hear them out very well? And if you're not, give yourself a little excuse. Let's, can we talk in a minute? I'll just, I'll be back. Hold on, hold your thoughts right there. I'll be right back. And then you go and get yourself sorted out mentally. Okay, I'm here, I'm calm. I'm here for her, I'm here for him. It's important that you check your state of mind because there was be, there'll be no point to come back to your teenager and say, oh, sorry, um, I, I wasn't in the right frame of mind when you were talking to me. And so the reactions I gave, well, your teenagers have already received those reactions. And so it's important to check the state of mind before we actually have the conversation. I would say number three here, let them know that you're listening. So as your teenager is talking to you, let your teenager know that you're listening. I use a lot of, um, I use a few prompts. I say, oh, I hear you. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, Really? You know, I use those kind of prompts just so that as they're talking, they know that I am actually listening. I'm not listening at that point to give them the answers. I'm not even thinking about the answers I'm going to actually share with them. I just want them to know that through the process of them talking, that I'm actually listening and I'm hearing them out. So use those few prompts and just let them know that you are listening. I'll also say in this part of listening is check your positions that you're, you're with them. Try and avoid being directly opposite them. So try and avoid being directly opposite them as they're talking to you. You can move to the side and just stay side by side with them. Or you can actually sit down. If you were standing up when they came to talk to you, you can actually sit down. Again, these positions actually do help our teenagers flow more with the conversations um, that they're having or the concerns they want to share with us. And that is why also uh, a car ride it's a great time to actually have those conversations with your teenagers because you're driving, you're not sitting right opposite directly in front of them, um, hearing them as they're talking. So sometimes when they're at the back and you're driving, it's a more, it's, um, it, the conversation flows easier. They're not, they don't feel, um, what's the word I'm trying to use? They don't feel, I don't want to use the word threatened, but they don't feel, um, uh, they feel more comfortable because there's not that direct um, opposite um, contact um, as they're speaking. So check your positions as well when they are speaking to you, just so that you make them feel more comfortable, because that's the whole idea. You want them to feel very comfortable as they're speaking to you, so that they can then share more. Um, They can then share more with you. So those are the points I wanted to share in that. Just remember their uniqueness, reflect on your state of mind, Let them know that you are listening and also just hear them out. Sometimes it's not about the advice we give them. It's about hearing them out first, being non-judgmental, hearing them out before we then give uh, an advice that we want to give and say, do you mind if I share this with you? This is what I'm thinking. Do you want to know what I'm thinking? You know, you just share that with them just so that you are they'd see you as less judgmental. They see you as non-judgmental is the the key. Because sometimes when we throw in our ideas, when we throw in the lectures, then it's almost as if we're criticizing them for them even thinking that, thinking that it's even a big deal, dismissing them. So it's really, really important that we think about ourselves, think about how we present ourselves when our teenagers are speaking to us. 
being non-judgmental is really key to that conversation, to the relationship um, that we have with our teenagers. And the last point I want to share here is, please remember that it's not everything that you feel that you should just say. You know, sometimes I hear parents say, well, I just say, I just say it as it is. No, it's very important that you don't just say it as it is because sometimes it's the wrong timing. Sometimes you're not in that right frame of mind to just say it as it is. So sometimes your feelings in that, in that, in that moment doesn't need to be shared. And this is not that you're being fearful of your teenager, but you're being mindful, you're being respectful. It's not everything that you feel that needs to be verbally said in that moment. It may not be the right time. It may not be the right moment. You may not be in the right frame of mind to share what you feel. So please be, be, be mindful about that as well. And you see, with all these things, when we start to communicate and be more intentional with the way we speak to our teenagers and being non-judgmental, then they're open to us more. They open to us more. They come to us more for their concerns. They they listen to us more, uh, that we have a stronger influence um, with them and a better connected relationship with them. So I would advise us to be more mindful and more intentional um, with being non-judgmental um, as we communicate with our teenagers. Okay, I trust this helps. Thanks for listening to this episode. I do hope that you did enjoy it. If you've got any questions regarding this episode or any other questions on parenting teenagers, please do feel free to reach out to us on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Parenting Teen Solutions, and we're also on Facebook, Parenting Teens Solutions as well. Let's continue to grow together. Let's continue to encourage each other, inspire each other and empower each other as parents of teens. Let's continue to thrive together as we we navigate this journey with our teenagers. We help them, we communicate with them, we connect with them. We build that relationship with them as they go through this journey from teenagehood to adulthood. Until we meet again in the next episode, I want to say take care. God bless you. And have a fantastic, fantastic week ahead. Bye-bye.